This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Fool's Day. It is no April Fool's joke, however, when one looks at a, well, the grizzly bear trophy hunt actually resumes today across British Columbia. It's a controversial item. It has been for years. And we offer a slightly different take on the subject this morning, courtesy of our next guest, uh, who joins us from Victoria. He is uh, Chris Dermont, the Haikai Raincoast Professor at the University of Victoria. He's also the Science Director for the Raincoast Conservation Foundation. Dr. Dermont, Chris, good morning. Good morning to you, Sterling. It's good to have you with us. Saw you on TV the other night, so you're really making the rounds with this story. Uh, and I am right, by the way, on today being the opening of the grizzly bear uh, trophy hunting season in BC, correct? It sure is. There's a spring season and a fall season, and, and here we go into the spring season. How long does it last, Chris? It goes into June, and, you know, every year I wonder, am I going to do an interview next year, next spring? Um, And here we are again. And do uh, is the system still in place where quotas are applied and permission has to be applied for? Uh, the, uh, the regulators insist that there is some control being exercised. Oh, sure, there sure is. And to the credit of the province, uh, they do their best to regulate um, this activity. But the interesting um, observation is they're regulating an activity to which most of their electorate, most of the provinces, is actually fiercely opposed. Well, it's interesting because I talked about this earlier in the show this morning. Usually, Chris, this is a story or, or an issue, the whole matter of, of hunting and, and all of that sort of thing. <laughs> it, it usually sort of splits on an urban-rural divide. People in cities go, it's a terrible thing. People in the country and, and uh, go, you don't understand. In some cases, it works, it's important, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, in the case of trophy hunting of grizzly bears, uh, it seems that British Columbians, whether urban or rural, are pretty united in their opposition to this. Mm-hmm. And, and here's why. Because most hunters, I mean, the overwhelming majority, you know, north of 90%, are not interested at all in hunting for sport and trophy. And in fact, they look at the grizzly bear hunt and say, boy, we better tell those boys, that small group of men, to stop that because they are threatening the social license for all of us to hunt. So most hunters want to hunt to feed their families and just a very small minority, a very apparently powerful vocal minority, want to hunt to feed their egos. And people in rural British Columbia and most hunters understand that and, and they also want change. Does the regulation of hunting fall to Victoria uh, in, in terms of, uh, well, we're going to abandon this or we're going to increase it? Is, is it a provincial a legislative matter, Chris? It sure is, um, although I, I think now's a good time to bring up that the, at least on the coast among coastal First Nations, another level of government um, that, that many people, myself included, um, believe is a, a valuable um, source of, of authority are unanimously opposed to this hunt. So um, whereas the current government um, 
uh, would like to continue this activity. Uh, another level of government, several nations actually on the coast, uh, about nine in total actually are, are opposed to it. Well, the cynic in me suggests we follow the money uh, only to find out the tourism operators that do profit uh, quite handsomely from this activity and whether or not they are in fact financial supporters of the B.C. Liberals. I don't miss, know this to be the case, but I think if one did a bit of a forensic search, uh, the, the dots might be connectable, don't you think? I think so, Sterling. And uh, in fact, the Dogwood Initiative have done some work in, in that regard. Um, but now that you mentioned money, if the province was interested in revenues and, and taxes and whatnot, um, and they understood, as most biologists do, that both ecotourism and, and hunting cannot really occur in the same area because bears that are hunted are not bears that can be viewed. Right. And when you compare the dollars that roll into the province uh, directly and indirectly, economists have told us that, that uh, the ecotourism is much more lucrative than the, um, than the hunting. And certainly more sustainable. Now, Chris, you've done an interesting twist on this plot. You got together with a couple of colleagues from the University of Utah and had a look at people who trophy hunt. Mm-hmm. And what did you find? Well, this was interesting. This was sort of a scholarly exercise, and it came out at a perfect time here, so a lot of people are interested in it. In a nutshell, we went to the evolutionary anthropology literature and found out, you know, this is actually a pretty common pattern among men from the Arctic to the tropics, even among hunter-gatherer men, typically going for large animals that are costly to pursue. One difference, of course, is hunter-gatherers eat what they kill. Mm -hmm. This is not uh, the case, of course, with grizzly bears, which are inedible. But the pattern is very similar, which tells us that there's some ancestral evolutionary history to describe, or to explain, rather, why men do this. And in fact, the cost that men are willing to pay is a secret to understanding why they do this. Okay, so it's a status thing. I do this because I can afford to do this? Exactly. That's exactly in a nutshell what's going on. So the carcass is not only, um, you know, a, a dead body, but that carcass and any photographs, a mount, etc., becomes a signal, what evolutionary anthropologists call a costly signal. And it basically sends a message, look, I have the mental, physical, financial, and other resources to permit me to do this. And rather than go out and buy a new Maserati, which I could show off to more people more often, uh, for some reason I need to shoot lions and grizzly bears or whatever. Yes, so it is absolutely a luxury symbol, um, but a a particularly violent one, you know, compared to um, a fancy watch or a fancy car. That's right. Almost out of time, Chris Daremont. What can people do to to show their support uh, in opposition to the hunt, uh, the grizzly bear hunt, the spring season of which begins today? Well, there's several levers to pull, I suppose, supporting the Indigenous nations who are opposed. Um, we have a provincial election coming up. I know this has become an election issue. Okay. That's an important. Um, write letters. Some, some kids, the youth are doing some pretty fantastic things. Uh, and the online platform that trophy hunters are using themselves, in fact, can become, and, and recent history has shown us with Cecil, has become an excellent platform to which... Uh, people can oppose the hunt. So I think those are all the levers that people can pull. Interesting stuff. Chris Daremont, thanks so much for this. Good to have you with us this morning. 
Likewise, Sterling. Take care. Chris Daremont is the Hakai Rain Coast Professor at the University of Victoria and Science Director for the Rain Coast Conservation Foundation. If you want to begin to learn more about this, their website's a good place to start, raincoast.org. It's 714. Good morning. Rain and 5 degrees in downtown Vancouver. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.